Come, Holy Spirit. We entrust ourselves to Your infinite mercy, Lord, and give You permission to do whatever You desire to do. Lord, make our minds and hearts and souls the fertile soil of the Gospel. That it may bear great, Your Word may bear great and abundant fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate these Scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, Lord, for Your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with Thee. Blessed art Thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of Thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In who or in what do we place our trust? This is one of the most fundamental questions of our faith. A question that the Scriptures ask over and over from the beginning until the end. In who or in what do we place our trust? Do we place our faith? And it makes all the difference in the world, right? Not only how we just answer this verbally, but how we live this. Today's first reading from the prophet Jeremiah, I mean, he's, he's going back and forth, right? Do we place our trust in, in people or in things or in resources? Or do we place our trust in the Lord? Do we surrender everything to Him? Again, not just by checking something on a box and a list, but, but really and truly. The prophet Jeremiah says, Cursed is the one who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He's like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no change of season, but stands in a lava waste, a salt and an empty earth. Pretty intense language. Because when we, when we place our trust in ourselves, whether it's our intellect or our physical capabilities, whether it's our resources, maybe we place our trust in someone else or some other thing, we're removing ourselves from the source of life. We're stepping out of the river of grace and the river of life, which is the very life and grace of the Holy Spirit. And, in, and ultimately, what this is, is the number one sin in the Bible. Like, really, really clear. When we place our trust in anything other than God, it is one thing. It's idolatry. Because we're making that thing, that person, that whatever, our God. That's something like for us to, to come to grips with, the reality of that. Recently, I was speaking to my spiritual director and talking just about some different struggles in my life and in prayer and these things. And I kind of said, okay, Father, you know, I, I feel like this kind of sums up what this is. And he's like, you're right. Like, that's a, that's a good way. You could, we could describe it like that. Says, but if, if we want to call it what it really is, and my spiritual director's pretty good at that. Like, yeah, hey, we're nice, and that's cool and all, but let's just like, boom, let's just name the reality and, and call it what it is. He says, you know what that is, Andrew? He says, that's idolatry. And I'm like, uh, yeah. I mean, you could say it like that, right? <laughs> like... We could call it like that, and he's right. 
You're placing your trust in something other than God. You're placing your trust in something other than God. Look at the effect, right? Like that's an anxious, tiring place to live. When you're placing your trust in something other than the Lord. Even if, even if you're succeeding, like maybe I'm like, I'm killing it, I mean, it's great, but like, what if it all goes away, right? What if it all goes away? But if I, if I place myself, if I place ultimately, if we place ultimately our trust in the Lord, then that's when great fruit is born. What does Jeremiah continue? He says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes. Its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still, but still bears fruit. Amazing, right? Like in the midst of drought, this tree that is planted by the running waters of the Holy Spirit still bears fruit. Now you might be asking yourself, Father, get the prosperity gospel going on there. What's up with that, you know? That's not what Jeremiah is saying. He's not saying, look, if you trust in the Lord, then like everything's going to be okay. Your health is going to be perfect all the time. You're going to have extra money in the bank account. Everybody's going to like you. All will be well. That's, that's not what he's talking about. And the scriptures are clear. The lives of the saints are clear. Jesus right out of his mouth. Like if we follow him, the reality is that we'll experience suffering in the cross. It's part of life. But if we are rooted and planted in him and ultimately trusting in him, then fruit, like great fruit will be born. What fruit? The fruit of the Holy Spirit. Because it is the life of God that is moving within us. Whether things are going great or there are difficult things, when we are planted and rooted and trusting in the Lord, then the fruits of the Spirit will be born. And what are those? Scripture tells us this. Love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, long-suffering, humility, faithfulness, modesty, self-control, and chastity. Right? When difficulty comes, if we're rooted in Christ, if our trust is ultimately in the Lord, then this is the fruit that is born in our life. And maybe you know people like that. I don't know. Yes, difficult things happen, and there's an anxiety, there, there's a, a question, there's a fear, but like underneath that, these fruits and the grace of the Holy Spirit. Because when we don't have that, when we're trusting in ourselves or trusting in something else and difficulty comes, what's the fruit? Despair, anger, resentment, right? I begin to, to gorge myself on whatever the things I'm trying to comfort myself with. I'm grasping at all of these things. Mean. But if my trust is in the Lord, still waters of grace and these fruits of the Holy Spirit come. Now, 
the question for us, right? Like, should we trust the Lord? It's like, I mean, of course, right? Like, why, why wouldn't we trust God? Which is a great question. So if, if you or I are placing our trust in something that is not God, then like, why? In some way, do we feel like the Lord is not trustworthy? If I feel like I have to place my trust in something else, be it myself, be it someone else, be it resources, then do I think that there is something lacking in God that, that he is not worthy of my trust? It's a good question for us, right? Is the Lord trustworthy? Is he worthy of our total confidence in him? And this is where we need to look at the cross. Is this, this is the proof, the fundamental proof that God is trustworthy because he holds nothing of himself back for us, even in our sin. And the way that we, we can grow in trust of him is that we can grow in confidence that we are loved by him. He, been a priest 10 years, which in the grand scheme of things is not that long, but like, you know, it's longer than one. It is. <laughs> Past math. And I'm convinced more and more and more and more that the easiest and the hardest thing is for people to really believe that. Like the Lord loves you. Like not just humanity in general, not just people in general. The Lord loves you. Like loves you. He knows your character flaws. He knows your sin. He knows your imperfection. He knows all of those things. And he loves you. The infinite love. An unshakable love. It's not something you have to earn. It's not something you have to prove yourself worthy of. It's a free gift. And that, that, that only comes through the grace of the Holy Spirit that we need to ask the Lord, Lord, like, convince me. Come, Holy Spirit, convince me of this truth as I gaze upon the cross. As we come to receive the Eucharist, it's mind-blowing. Seriously. Mind-blowing. It was a Jewish woman who one of her Catholic friends was telling her about the Eucharist. It's like, hey, at Mass, there's this miracle that happens that we believe that bread and wine become the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. So she came to Mass. She's like, do you sure you believe that? Because I'm just going to tell you that if I believe that, I would act really differently when the Lord shows up. I mean, it's just, 
just, just this reality of like, wow, the gift that we have. And it becomes, it gets, it's beautiful that the Lord offers himself to us so often and all the time and in a very humble way. But we can forget the immensity of the gift and the immensity of God's love for us in the Eucharist. And so the question is like, and I ask this to myself, why do I not trust him more? Why? And it's not a matter of like shaming ourselves, like, oh, you're so bad, you don't trust. Like, like Lord, whatever it is in me that is clinging to trust in other things, just like wash it away and give me the grace to cling to you. Because the Lord is trustworthy. He proves that. proves that on the cross. He proves that in the Eucharist. Like, let us run to nothing but him, to no one but him. No one but him. I'm going to read again a prayer that I've read before by Blessed Charles de Foucault. It's a prayer of abandonment, and he's, he was praying with the experience of Jesus on the cross, like offering this prayer to the Father and in his offering for ourselves, even in the midst of difficulty, right? Planting ourselves and just trust and confidence in Jesus. It says, Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. Whatever you may do, I thank you. I am ready for all. I accept all. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. Into your hands I commend my soul. I offer it to you with all the love of my heart, for I love you, Lord, and so need to give myself, to surrender myself into your hands without reserve and with boundless confidence, for you are my Father. Today, let us ask for the gift of faith from the Holy Spirit to repent and to renounce whatever idols we may be trusting in that we're placing our trust in that are not the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to come and to awaken within us an awareness of the perfect love of God for us individually and uniquely, that we may surrender our lives to him in total and complete trust. Come Holy Spirit, grant us this gift of faith and trust in the Father. Lord Jesus, Son of the living God, have mercy on us.